Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness here on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Hello, Max. How's it going? Yeah, good. Well, how's your weekend? Good. All back in the swing of things? Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, not very much. Just not very at much. home yep. doing stuff. Doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, apologising for my tardiness. I'm a bit late because we've been celebrating World Scout Day. Uh, we turned Colac into a giant Monopoly board, so we've been running ourselves silly <laughs> all day. But uh, it is now time for uh, Afternoon Delight, and uh, we are celebrating a little bit uh, today uh, with Cadbury Favourites. I'm sure everyone out there has uh, a favourite favourite. But before we get into that, let's find out what's new. What's new, Righty, Odie Max. Uh, now, we've got some limited edition. So they're kind of new to the shelf, but uh, limited edition uh, twisties. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's different about the, the twisties this time around? It's a different flavour. Mm-hmm. So not cheese, not chicken. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Sticky barbecue ribs. Sticky barbecue ribs. So this should be a reasonably um, uh, identifiable flavour. Uh, what do you notice about them as you take them out of the packet there? It looks like if when you have like a barbecue flavour. Oh, yes? Yeah. Kind of that brownish tinge to it. Yeah. So it's still an orange-based twisty. Yeah. <laughs> All lumpy and bumpy and uh, like kind of corn-based. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it does have a bit of a brown tinge to the seasoning. How's the sniff test going? Is it smelling like it's a barbecue rib? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. Uh, so, Twisty say, what could be tastier than barbecue sticky ribs? The answer is barbecue sticky ribs twisties. <laughs> because life is pretty straight without twisties. Uh, go the nibble test, let us know. Have they nailed it? Or uh, is it just a run-of-the-mill twisty? It tastes like a barbecue flavour. Barbecue flavour? Yep. Specifically a sticky barbecue kind of flavour to it. Don't know. Yeah, it's got that sugary glaze. Mm. Similar to, um, I'm now trying to work out whether it's barbecue ribs or (laughs) sticky barbecue. I'm assuming it'd be sticky barbecue ribs. It's got a a peppery aftertaste. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what they're telling us. So yeah, corn rice base, canola oil, sugar and salt and all those good things. Uh, Onion powder and then flavoured by tomato powder. Cocoa powder, garlic powder, and there is a bit of um, black pepper in there as well as paprika extract. 
fucking taste the tomato powder. Mm. But I didn't know that would be cocoa powder. Cocoa powder. I'm wondering if the cocoa powder is to give it the colouring, but it specifically says flavour. Mm. Cocoa powder. There you go. Because the cocoa powder would definitely give it that brownie kind of look about it. Mm-hmm. Not that you can really taste cocoa. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that spicy... As I say, I've got kind of a peppery aftertaste. Biting down and you can taste that garlicky tomato sort of mix. You could be tricked into thinking it was some sort of pizza flavour, perhaps. But uh, considering mm. we've kind of all grown up on the barbecue shapes flavour, that peppery taste is often associated with it. The I think the only reason you could possibly say it's sticky barbecue is it's got that sugary kind of mm-hmm. overtone to it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have the actual sticky fingers of uh, trying to eat ribs and then yeah. wiping it <laughs> all over your face and clothes. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving the sticky barbecue ribs twisties? Probably like one thumb up. One out of two? Yeah. Okay. On that note, we shall take the uh, short break and be back to take a look at this week's topic. It is time on Afternoon Delight to take a look at this week's topic, which is uh, specifically Cadbury favourites. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what's your thoughts when it comes to Cadbury favourites? The little chocolate bars in the boxes. Yep. yep. So it's a bit of a mix of uh, some of the the Cadbury um, favourites. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's the favourites, apparently. Yeah. I don't know... Who in particular picked the favourites, if they are indeed the favourites, if they are left over, <laughs> or just the best sellers? I assume best sellers would make it into the favourites, mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, without it, uh, how can you class it as the, the favourite box? Yeah. But uh, I didn't realise that there were different types of Cadbury favourites packs. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So, uh, specifically, we'll have a bit of a look at uh, Cadbury, which itself is a subsidiary of Cadbury Schweppes. Um, but, uh, yeah, as we go head-to-head, uh, there are different types of favourites packages. Mm-hmm. So, we'll uh, look at that today. Um, so, Cadbury is the second <laughs> largest confectionery brand in the world. Do you know what the uh, top number one is? Dunno. Briefly touched on it last week. Uh. <laughs> the Mars Confectionery. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Cadbury is internationally headquartered in uh, West London. It operates in more than 50 countries around the world, and it's best known for its dairy milk chocolate and uh, trying to capitalise on the colour purple. Mm-hmm. They make things like cream eggs and uh, the Roses selection boxes, but uh, the types of chocolates that we're looking at today are kind of the uh, variety bars, I guess. But uh, in 1824, John Cadbury began selling tea, coffee, and drinking chocolate in England. And then from 1980, uh, sorry, 1831, he moved into the production of a variety of other cocoa and drinking chocolates. So that's where it all started. He made a factory in Bridge Street, selling it to the wealthy because of the high cost of production. This wasn't something for us plebs <laughs> who are, uh, you know, street dwellers. Uh, it was just for the, the well-to-do. 
1847, John Cadbury became a partner with his brother Benjamin, and they became known as the Cadbury Brothers. Then in 1847, Cadbury's competitor Fry's began to produce chocolate bars. They started mass-producing things like the Fry's Chocolate Cream in 1866. So then Cadbury introduced his brand of chocolate bar a couple of years later, 1849, and that same year, Cadbury's and Fry's chocolate bars were displayed, displayed publicly at the trade fair in Birmingham. From there, the Cadbury brothers opened an office in London, and in 1854, they received a royal warrant as manufacturers of chocolate and cocoa to Queen Victoria. So you know you're making it <laughs> when you're the official chocolate supplier to the Queen. Uh, John Cadbury's son, Richard and George, took over the business in 1861. At the time of the takeover, the business had started to rapidly decline. The number of employees had reduced from 20 down to 11, and the company was losing money. What could they possibly do to turn it around? Hmm. They turned the business around by moving the focus from tea and coffee to just chocolate. Get rid of that stuff that's, uh, you know, <laughs> not, not so sugary. So they increased the quality of their products, and the first major breakthrough happened in 1866 when Richard and George introduced the improved cocoa to Britain. This new cocoa press developed in the Netherlands removed some of the cocoa butter from the cocoa bean, and they began exporting their products after that. They uh, created fancy boxes in the shape of hearts for Valentine's Day and uh, decorated for other holidays like Christmas and things like that. Um, they were the first to manu manufacture Easter eggs in 1875. They created the modern Easter egg after developing the pure cocoa butter that could be moulded into shapes. So by 1893, they had 19 different varieties of Easter eggs on sale. In 1878, they built new premises a bit further away from Birmingham to move to the countryside, uh, where there was better transport access to milk, and they could ship cocoa from rail um, via London, Southampton, and the Liverpool docks. So with the development of their new site, um, in 1893, they bought uh, 120 acres of land, and they made a little model village little Cadbury village. By 1900, it had 314 cottages and houses set on 330 acres. And as the Cadbury family were all Quakers, there were no pubs on the estate. It was a completely dry um, <laughs> organisation. But uh, by 1897, following the lead of Swiss companies, Cadbury started to produce their own line of milk chocolate bars and became a private company. And from there, it uh, got bigger and better. They merged with J. Fry and Sons in 1990. Uh, so they took a hold of Fry's Chocolate Cream, Fry's Turkish Delight. Um, in 1921, the many small Fry's factories around Bristol's were closed and became part of Cadbury. Then Cadbury expanded their range with Flake in 1920, Cream Eggs in 1923, the Fruit and Nut Block 1928, Crunchy Bars in 1929 although uh, it was under the Fry's label, not Cadbury. They became the 24th largest British manufacturing company in 1930 and introduced the Dairy Milk Whole Nut Bar. Their Roses Tin started in 1938. And by the mid-1930s, it was estimated that 90% of the British population could now start to afford chocolate. 
Dairy milk accounted for 60% of the UK market. And between the two world wars, Cadbury sent test packages to British school children in exchange for their opinions on new products. One of them, Roald Dahl, would go on to write a book all about chocolate making. <laughs> a couple, actually. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then The Great Glass Elevator. During World War II, parts of the Burnville factory were turned over to work, uh, war work. And so they stopped producing chocolate and started milling and making fighter aircraft <laughs> and then turned it back into a chocolate factory after that. Um, in the 60s, Schweppes started to merge with Cadbury, so the, the drink company. And uh, the merger put an end to Cadbury's Quaker founding family. So uh, it became more of a business than a, a family affair. Cadbury Schweppes sold its beverages and food division in 1986 and switched its alliance from Pepsi to Coca-Cola. So it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, in 1999, Schweppes sold its worldwide side of the drinks to Coca-Cola. So it became Coca-Cola Schweppes. And uh, then there was a demerger in 2000. So Cadbury became its own company again. Uh, and we're getting so close to uh, today. In October 2007, Cadbury started to announce some closures of uh, their original factories and production transferred to other bigger plants. In mid-2009, they replaced some of the cocoa butter in the non-UK chocolate products with palm oil, despite stating this was a response to community demand as a new improved recipe. Uh, consumer backlash was significant at the time because... Uh, Environmentalists and chocolate lovers in both Australia and New Zealand uh, objected to the taste and, of course, the use of palm oil, given its role in the destruction of rainforests. So Cadbury stated that it would uh, change to vegetable oil instead and would source cocoa beans through fair trade channels. And that pretty much brings us up to today. <laughs> there are a number of uh, different products that Cadbury produce uh, in Australia. Cadbury's first products came across in 1853 and there's a Cadbury factory located in Hobart that um, uh, closed in 2017. In, also in 2017, um, Australia uh, became Cadbury Halal certified. So the chocolate um, production meant that Arabic nations... Uh, deem it permissible to to eat. And uh, you've been to the Cadbury factory, haven't you, in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your memories of the, the Cadbury factory? The cars. The cars? The Cadbury cars? Yeah. What are they What are they like? They're like old purple vans. Yes. The delivery vans. Yep. Yeah, they're cool. Get to hoon around. <laughs> but uh, there, that is uh, the briefest of Cadbury history as we can possibly get because it goes... Literally on and on and on and on, but uh, we're going to have a look at some of the different products in the favourites box today. But let us know, what is your favourite favourite <laughs> by texting in on 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, let us know, is it the Dairy Milk, the Crunchy, Caramel, Whisper, Boost, Picnic, Flake, Curly Whirly, Chomp? What, what's what's your favourite Cadbury product? Is it in the favourites box? Because <laughs> not all those uh, Cadbury products are. We'll be back to go head-to-head -head with uh, two different Cadbury favourite boxes right after this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head here on Afternoon Delight. And uh, we have the Cadbury Favourites box versus Cadbury Favourites Dark. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said at the top of the show, Max, I did not realise that uh, there were different favourites out there. Yeah, I assumed yeah. it was just Cadbury Favourites box and that was that. Yeah. But uh, the favourites um, come in various shapes and uh, forms because there's also a Cadbury Favourites tin that you can get that has um, some party games with it. <laughs> it's a bit like um, a spinner. Yeah. We've had uh, games before with uh, the jelly beans, but uh, the the tin um, has a bit of a spinner on the top that you can uh, spin to work out which flavour you're going to eat from the tin. Yeah. Um, then what other favourites were there? There's uh, Cadbury favourites um, bouquets <laughs> that are like a, a chocolate um, chocolate on a stick bouquet box. And uh, there's also the Kiwi edition of Cadbury Favourites, which uh, I think your family would be uh, pretty happy with, <laughs> because uh, they're from the, the Cadbury um, New Zealand range. But uh, I wasn't able to track any of those down, unfortunately, for the show today, but they've got things like the um, uh, the, the fish one yeah. uh, on there, um, chocolate fish... The Chew Bar, Caramilk, Moro, Caramello, Perky Nana, and the Moro Gold Bar as well in the um, Kiwi favourites. So that's a bit of a special edition one. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of different favourites boxes that uh, completely blew my mind when I was uh, hunting these things up that there was more than one favourites. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're going to kind of pit the favourites box versus the dark range um, and see if there's any uh, better different sort of things. So uh, what have we got in the, the favourites, just the original line? Uh, Dream, Cherry Ripe, Boost, Picnic, Flake, uh, Dairy Milk, Milk Chocolate, Crunchy, Moro. Turkish Delight, Old Gold Original, and Dairy Milk Caramel Caramello. So there's a few there that kind of then cross over into the dark range. Mm-hmm. So I know the Picnic has a dark version, and yeah. the Cherry Ripe. Are there any others that kind of compare similarly? Uh, the Old Gold. Definitely. Old Gold having a um, dark version. Moro. Yep. And Turkish Delight. Yeah, see, I've never had a <laughs> dark chocolate Turkish Delight. I'm a neither. big Turkish Delight fan, but now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Peppermint would be the only thing I, I'm looking at that probably doesn't cross over all that much. Um, Moro, considering we don't see much of the Moro bar, uh, to have it crossing over into the dark range when uh, we don't get to see much of the original. Uh, what do we want to start with? I uh, don't know. 
Do you want to go dark versus uh, original version, or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Pick a pick a range. We'll go from there. Cherry ripe. Cherry ripe to kick yourself. Yep. So cherry ripe to me always felt like it had dark chocolate anyway. Yeah. But apparently not. Um. You can't tell which is dark chocolate and which one's milk chocolate. Except for the outside of the packet, does it have dark written on the... No, it doesn't. There you go. And yet on the box, it's trying to trick me into thinking that Cherry Ripe definitely has dark chocolate. (laughs) So maybe I'm right. Maybe Cherry Ripe does have dark chocolate no matter which box it's in. Because I was positive that's what I I grew up on. Yeah, it has on the packaging... Luscious cherries and coconut in old gold rich dark chocolate yeah. for the um, milk chocolate box. Version. And then the same on the dark. So I'm not going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Well, let's bust that open and uh, see if there's any difference between the cherry ripe in the favourites box or cherry ripe in the dark chocolate range. Having a look at them and they look very, very similar. Mm-hmm. To me, there is no difference. Mm. The cherry center mixed in with the coconut. Yeah, no. Because I know they did like a Black Forest range of cherry ripe that had very dark chocolate. (laughs) But this is part parcel. It's the same. Can you taste the difference in either of them? No. Yeah, no, they're exactly the same. Uh, What's the next on your list there then? Picnic. Picnic. Okay. Now, this specifically on the dark one does have the word dark written on it. Yeah. As you open it up, do you notice any difference? Oh, yes. Yep. That is a lot darker. Yeah. (laughs) Does it give us a percentage of um, which dark chocolate it is, or are we um, something new for everyone? Ingredients. It doesn't necessarily state... Uh, for the picnic, as far as I can see on the um, list here, it just says 57% dark chocolate. So, yeah. across the board, compared to uh, just the milk chocolate, um, what's your taste or smell doing for it? Is there a major taste difference between the two? Um, so, picnic's got kind of a wafer base. There's some peanuts in there as well. A bit of caramel. Mm-hmm. Quite crunchy. (laughs) I feel like the dark chocolate's more crumbly. I don't know if it's just me or... It's almost a nougat, the dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. It's still got the wafer base. But, yeah, I I think the outer layer of chocolate... I was expecting it to taste a lot different being dark. Mm -hmm. But I think the caramel mellows out the dark taste. Mm -hmm. They almost taste the same. Are you tasting anything different between the two? Dark one's a bit more cocoa-y. That's what yeah. I was expecting, but I'm not really picking that up. Tiny bit, but... Yeah. I don't know. That's got me confused. <laughs> I expected the, the dark chocolate one to have, yeah, a very rich cocoa-y taste, but they're tasting very similar to me. Yep. Not sure what's going on there. Okay, then. <laughs> That's two down and not much of a change, uh, in my opinion, but you're saying the dark one had a bit more of a cocoa taste in the picnic. What about uh, Moro then? The Moro bar, the dark one, has dark written on it. Yeah, and gold lettering. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know about you, but I haven't really gone out and bought myself a Moro bar just on the fly. It's only ever in shared packaging, like the favourites box. Mm-hmm. But my oh my, <laughs> is there a difference in colour of the Moro versus the Moro Dark? Yeah. Uh, if that picnic one was 57%, this has got to be darker, surely. <laughs> the Moro contains... No, it just has an allergy warning on it. It's still saying it's only 57% dark chocolate. <laughs> That's crazy. Because that looks a lot darker. That looks like 80%. That's that's almost as dark as the black wrapper. <laughs> but uh, what's the taste test doing for you on the inside? Quite chewy. Was that the... Um, we got stuff in the middle. Is mm-hmm. that darker than the... It is. Yeah. It is. So it's dark right through. Mm-hmm. So just the regular favourites. It's like a light chocolate whip. Similar to uh, Milky Way, mm-hmm. I guess. But then the dark version, yeah, it's almost a... Um, oh, what is that? Uh, words escaping my brain. Dark chocolate uh, ganache. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost a ganache kind of um, consistency and colour. Um, and yeah, a much richer flavour. Mm-hmm. Very, very chocolatey. The slightest hint of caramel. Is there caramel in the original Moro? Yeah. Maybe I've locked out. I can't seem to find any in the Moro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> slight slight layer there. <laughs> but it's much more prominent in the, the dark chocolate version. Even the caramel looks darker, actually. Mm-hmm. Any other comparisons you're picking up? I'm just chewing on it. It feels like the dark chocolate's a lot... Easier to chew. Mm. The the light chocolate one's very chewy, mm-hmm. but the 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 dark chocolate one, it is chewy, but um, less so. Mm-hmm. You can kind of bite straight through it. Oh boy, sugar rush or <laughs> plow on. Looking at that, we've really only got two more that we could possibly say can compete against each other. Mm-hmm. So Turkish delight versus Turkish delight dark. And then the Dairy Milk Caramello versus the Old Gold Caramel. Mm-hmm. Nothing else that really crosses over. Because Dream, Crunchy, Flake and Boost are all out on their own in the Favourites box. And then the Peppermint Old Gold and Original don't seem to have a counterpart, am I right? Or is there a Dairy Milk? Hang on. No, there is a Dairy Milk. Sorry. I didn't have it out of the box. Just a plain dairy milk, is that right? Yeah. Just a milk chocolate. So we could technically go dairy milk versus old gold. Yeah. If you feel brave. <laughs> <laughs> what next? Uh, Turkish Delight. Turkish Delight. Okay. So this is always up there as one of my favourite chocolates in the whole wide world. Yep, same. Because it's got that very unique uh, rose water taste mm-hmm. that you don't get in anything else. But what have they done with it with a dark chocolate edition? Please don't destroy it for me. Okay, so the bars themselves, again, milk chocolate versus the dark chocolate. The dark one's quite dark. Probably not quite as dark as the Moro, Mm -hmm. which is still the the darkest chocolate I think we've had so far. I really want to eat just the normal Turkish delight. (laughs) Anyway, I'll let you... uh, Put me out of my misery first, because you've gone one of each. 
the dark chocolate's not as powerful with the Turkish delight in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the jelly centre is... That's where all the flavour is. Mm-hmm. In both of them. In all honesty, can't really taste the chocolate. Mm. Between the two of them, they taste very, very similar. Because mm-hmm. the jelly's doing all the work. I know there's chocolate on there, but I can't really taste it. I can just taste the Turkish Delight. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> I don't want them to ruin it. <laughs> but uh, neither of them, it wouldn't matter which one comes out of the uh, favourites box there. I'm happy with either because they mm-hmm. both taste the same. Yeah. Righto. Oh, who thought eating chocolates is going to be so hard (laughs) we've got the caramello versus the old gold caramel and then the old gold original versus the milk chocolate what are you going to uh, go with next uh caramel okay (laughs) so the dairy milk caramello it's got the uh the old two glasses prime on the outside so it's got flowing caramel on the inside it says and it comes as a little two-block kind of finger of chocolate. You can technically snap it in half like that. This is the darkest one. Oh, no. (laughs) And then Old Gold have done the same. They've got the same crunch factor there, so we can separate them into two and uh, portion portion size them. Okay. Kind of a caramel koala consistency. Mm Mm-hmm. It tastes just like a caramelic oil because that's pretty much exactly the same recipe. The dark version, it's also got flowing caramel. What's your thoughts? Mm, I I think because the caramel's so sweet, again, it mellows out the dark chocolate. They both taste like a caramello koala. I was expecting a very cocoa-y caramello taste, but there's no... Like, often dark chocolate leaves that dark chocolate taste in your mouth mm-hmm. but the the caramel seems to be just washing it away oh boy <laughs> out of that to eat. <laughs> do you have a favourite favourite from that selection don't know or have we left them out of the box because um, they don't have a partner I'm predicting that the peppermint would probably be your go to if it was milk chocolate and yeah Ah, so the dark chocolate and peppermint. Ah. Yeah, I don't really like dark chocolate. Yeah. So there's no mint in the favourites box. Mm. You'd have to get a dark chocolate to get a mint one. Does that dissuade you or persuade you? (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) Because there's more variety in the Cadbury favourites. There's still the Dream Crunchy Boost and Flake uh, on top of what we've already had. And then technically there's only the... um, the the peppermint left in the dark one mm. but um anyone in particular take your fancy uh probably the morrow the morrow yeah it was different it was yeah as i say kind of a milky way sort of yeah taste i'm, I'm still thinking turkish delight because either of them didn't matter which box it was in they tasted exactly the same despite one of them having dark chocolate yeah yeah so probably turkish delight for me morrow for you too yeah. easy We'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight and we will be back with our sweetest tune right after this. Kinder, kin, 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 kinder, you're both 
It is time for us to open up the Kinder Surprise for this week, Max, and uh, let us know what is inside. It's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat. You can tell just by uh, dropping the puzzle pieces all over the... It sounds like a put-together. How many pieces we got there? Uh, four. Four. Awesome. And, yeah, an orange cat... We've got tail to head. Is that like a centerpiece in the body that connects the whole lot? Yeah, the tail. The okay. tail's got kind of some uh, disjointed bits off the side and then you snap the uh, left hand to the right hand side and then connect the head. And does the tail move per chance? It looks like a bit of wriggle room there. Max is just snapping the torso together. Is it a cat? Or is it a leopard lion sort of thing? I think I put it on the wrong. <laughs> Upside down? I don't know. I think it might be like a cougar or something like that, perhaps. Like a big cat. But yeah, I think I think you're right. The tail's definitely upside down. <laughs> Not and now it's come out stuck. Now. <laughs> on that note, that is it from us here at Afternoon Delight. We'll see if uh, we can reattach the tail the correct way there. So the leopard has his hips in the right spot. Uh, as always, if you want to get in contact with the show and give suggestions for uh, future episodes, feel free to do so by jumping on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Oh, gosh, we didn't even get a chance to go through today and uh, have a chat about uh, all the answers to last week's stuff. We'll try and catch up next week when we've got more time. Uh, stay safe. We'll catch you next Sunday, all things being well. Yeah. And uh, have a great week. Bye. See ya. Always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight